Hello, Rip Roppers. This is your co-host, Del Harris. And Patrick Riley. And uh, this is another episode of Rip Rop. Number uh, two. Yeah, number two for you. Uh-huh. Number oh, for me, yeah. eight or something for me. I don't <laughs> yeah. even remember now. My bad. It's your sophomore album. Hey, we need to take this seriously, man. Um, okay. People okay. out there rely on us. Yes, they rely on us. Okay. All right. We have two guests today, one being Ed Harris, who is related to Dell over here. He's back. Ed Amami and my buddy AJ Tarzan, also known as Tarzan with an I. Tarzan and, with an I. And um, I'm I, excited. I am excited, too. I've heard he has a lot of hidden talents. A lot of hidden talents, a lot of good stories that we should definitely, definitely get to. All right. Awesome. Uh, here's Tom with the weather. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Flaming Osis, <laughs> I think you know what to do. Bring us in. Bring us in. With another exciting episode of Rip Rap. How you doing over there? Hey everybody, this is Pat here. My co-host Pat. I yeah, missed yeah. you, buddy. It's my second episode, so here we are back again. We got some new guests and uh, excited to get this thing started. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not that excited. He's not, I am, because I'm the new guy. So that's true. Everything's still exciting for you, right? It is. Yeah, I'm jaded and and this is kind of a bittersweet episode for me. It is. Um it's because I got my brother uh back on. I couldn't quit him, but he can quit me apparently. He's uh, he's moving away, so this is gonna be his last rip rap ever. No, not forever. Just kidding. Ever. I just kind of wanted to see when he would start talking. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I there know. you are. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey Go guys, on. how are you? Uh, Host, hello. I'm good. So I brought uh, Edamame, and I brought AJ. Who um, should, I, should I get started real quick and and. AJ Tarzan. AJ Tarzan. Tarzan. Like, like Tarzan with one eye. I always say like Cyclops Tarzan. Like Cyclops Tarzan. So Tarzan with an eye in it. Tarzan. 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 Okay. okay. Good. Armenian last name. I- Good. So you're, you and Edamame are both named after uh, Japanese delicacies. <laughs> See? That's why we're here to get. Yeah. That's a lie. That's just not true. At all. Yeah. He's just... Um, yeah, why don't you guys kind of introduce? Let's let's have you first since you're a, a first timer. Uh, sure. Go sure, ahead and yeah, tell I mean, our uh, our fireside listeners what they're well, in for. Um, I'm a, inv- I I don't know. I'm set design is my sort of background, but I've been calling it more like environmental design. Okay. Is what I've been doing a lot of right now, which is kind of uh, bringing the world almost of like a haunted house into like any atmosphere right you mean um, like when you say environment you don't mean landscaping no not no i haven't done anybody's landscapes like yet, vibes but, but like environment <laughs> yeah. like and not even environment like like making you feel like you're walking into like an outer space portal or like like you're being respect. transported through whatever dimension you're going into respect um the the spot where i'm at mostly now is emporium doing the the pop-ups at emporium the one out logan right in uh, Logan Square, cool. on, uh, by uh, Cal or um, what is that? Fullerton in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's actually I, I did haunted houses for them for two years before we started doing the pop ups, because that's kind of my, I don't. That's kind of why I got into set design was from being really into Halloween for my whole childhood, and then realizing that set design is kind of like utilizing a lot of the same things. It's fun. People from around Logan Square would probably recognize your work, maybe most recently from uh, the Stranger Things pop-up, right? Didn't you do right. that? 
Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, so that was the big one that... Before uh, you got cease and desisted. <laughs> right. Or were they cool with it? Well, it it's was a, a funny... Co- people, people think that we got shut down. We actually... It was pretty polite, that letter, wasn't it? That's it was like, very polite, and the letter actually... We got that the first week that we were open. Oh, okay. And the letter actually says, don't extend beyond your six-week run. Got so, it. like, in this weird roundabout way, we actually got permission with that letter. That's cool. I mean, honestly, they already stole everything from the 80s already, so I feel <laughs> like they don't really have ownership over that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding, but um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the most recent one that you've done over there? Um, the one that's open right now is called Dollhouse. Um, Dollhouse. It's, it's How long for, is that open? What's the date? Uh, it's been for all of March, so this weekend and then the following weekend will be our last, last weekend, last okay. Saturday. So a week from Saturday. All right, so anyone who listens to this in April, um, apologies. <laughs> but there's something else cool there, so still go check it out, because it, be, it won't be Dollhouse, but it'll be, it rhymes with Sherry Lotter. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> I don't think we're actually allowed to say what it actually is based off of, but it does rhyme with Sherry Lotter. My lips are sealed. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. They really are. People can't see that. <laughs> And uh, and then this degenerate over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Ed, you're looking like you just came off of, like, a fishing boat. Uh, I'm just growing a beard, trying to beard out. <laughs> Giving it a out. try. Yeah, um, First it's time. First time this length. Um, I'm here because I make music as Edamame. I believe that's what's brought me here today. I a mean, you're, you're just that. my brother, and I love you. But. Well, yeah, I'm also your brother. Uh, this is my guest, all right? And <laughs> it's, he's it's my weird, brother it's right now. It's weird that you brought my brother as my blind date of discussion, because, like, I don't know. We get along. I don't know what part of Appalachia you're from, but. Well, there's one Harris, there's another Harris. It's through the brothers. Harris. Brothers Harris. Brothers comma. Um, Harris. Well, you know, last time you were here, uh, we touched on your music quite a bit. Um, so I thought maybe we would mention some of the other stuff you do as well because mm-hmm. uh, maybe most people, the layman, if you will, might not be aware that you are a, uh, a polymath. You, you speak five you're, languages. Yeah. You're um, very good at graphic design. I don't I speak know. five languages. That's a lie. <laughs> well, graphic design. I, I mumble English thing. poorly. You speak <laughs> That's internet. That's about it. Yeah, he is a, he's a graphic designer, a very prolific one. Um, uh, yeah. What else do you do? You also, um, there was something else. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know, graphic design mostly. Uh, Oh, your talents for dabs is incredible. Yeah, smoke a lot of dabs. A lot of dabs. Uh, <laughs> my fat, oh, and fat dab tolerance. Yeah, you just got married too. <laughs> I just got married uh, between last episode and this. But, one. Yeah. Uh, congrats, congrats. I guess it's been that His long. Talents since, include commitment. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that it's been that long since I was here last. Uh, but yeah, I got married. That happened down at what? Jo- was it Joshua Tree? Got engaged at Joshua Tree. Yeah. Uh, I was creeping. Looking on at that, some too. crazy naturey goodness. Did Joshua mind? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. You two was there. Uh, <laughs> involuntarily Bono. like yeah. oh mate you're ruining our photo shoot um yeah i got married so that's been pretty cool do you have um do you have any new stuff coming out uh under edamami yeah so um should... yeah so i'm putting a new song out tomorrow it's out now it's <laughs> out you, now if, if you're listening you guys to this. yeah napster limewire uh, any of those edamami beats <laughs> spotify and all that stuff <laughs> well the thing about ed is that he's always putting a new song out tomorrow like, how many albums do you have? Uh, 12. 12 albums, and how old are you? 12. I'm 12 years old. I'm 29. <laughs> Roughly an album a year. Yeah, I'm, I'm 29. <laughs> yeah, currently. so, you know. That's awesome. We're, we're lucky we got you out of the house. Yeah, it was and busy for, for a bit. And for anyone who hasn't heard it before, it's, it's very, like, uh, 
nature, um, very river flowing, walking through a forest, very downbeat, very gentle on your ears, floaty type music. Um, you're not going to really hear a ton of buildups and drops, which is what's really nice. It's kind of built horizontally rather than Ooh. vertically. That's the way that I Ooh. hear it at least. Nice. Would you agree with that? Or yeah, I, yeah, I haven't heard that term, but that's sweet. I learned, I learned that out in Iceland, actually. Yeah, ooh. Oh. They, they, they write their music very long, kind of like how their their uh, landscape is. So. Yeah, and you've been there. You've, yes, been there. you've been to Iceland, too. Right? Yeah, and this song was... For your honeymoon? This new, yeah, I went there for my honeymoon, and like, slash birthday, slash... Uh, sweet escape. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Did um, you, didn't you know someone who went to Iceland before you? Yeah, well, you went there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, had a few people actually. Some. Did you guys all go carve like the same tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Joshua's <laughs> should have. Um, yeah, Everybody the wins. Icelandic Joshua trees. <laughs> uh, the Bjorgen Bjorgen tree. And the song that comes out tomorrow is like sort of uh, because it's like the first song I made after Iceland. So okay, I guess by default it's probably like a little Icelandic inspired there. Okay, awesome. So huh. tie it all together. Interesting. Um, I think something that I wanted to, to ask both of you about is uh, like collaborations um, because it's easy to be recognized for like the good music you do, but um, what isn't always as easily recognized as collaboration, you know, between people and other artists you admire. So like that was something that I thought might be fun for both of you to talk about because I know, AJ, you've collaborated with some pretty big name musicians yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, recently we I've been getting to do more uh sort of visual scenic work for musicians which which I love especially it helps when it's people that you enjoy who like can you to. give us an example um I did a, f- a few installs for run the jewels Bro. um we did run one the here in Chicago. Run the yeah shout out run yeah, the jewels I, I've been listening to those dudes forever so it was kind of like very surreal when we did that initial pop up here and they really liked all the stuff that we built for them and um, asked us to come out to New York, and I did two events for them out in New York. Very cool. And then uh, they requested you personally. Uh, I mean, yeah, basically like the the stuff that I had built. Yeah, I yeah, remember so. running into you at North Coast, was it? Uh, yeah, and you probably. pulled me aside and showed me a set that was kind of like the the skyline of like a, a neighborhood in the New sort York. Of carnival game and like a thing. big a big like wrecking ball hits the city and then it turns into like this barren land and he made all of this like he That's showed cool. me a drawing and then two weeks later it's all over the internet in new york and i'm just like unbelievable how it the turnaround um yeah no it's it's been it's been really cool um being able to do stuff like that for people that don't normally like utilize my skills because like i'm you know i'm trained in theater design you know i went to DePaul right. for set design and you know, like it's stuff that I've been doing forever, and I'm, I feel like I'm in a theater still, but I'm, like, doing that same skill in places that don't normally have it, I guess. It's kind of... I think there's, a, there's like, a, um, a demand for that kind of thing, though, lately. Yeah, like, absolutely. absolutely. Know, experiential marketing is, like, a really annoying term mm-hmm. I hear thrown around a lot. But, <laughs> totally. Um, totally. Is there a benefit uh, from, from working with, like, collaborating with other people, uh, with you, too, Edamami? It's like, is that... Uh, when you collaborate, is it opening up something that would no, no, normally happen? Yeah, or? absolutely. And I mean, like I said, theater is kind of my background, and that's like a, that's like the element of theater. Really, is like I think it's like this collaboration of all these art forms coming together and happening like in in the moment, kind of. Um, so it's kind of just in my 
in my bones to collaborate with the artists around me. And like me personally, it's kind of like sometimes really hard to hone in on the one aspect of my crazy mind that like mm. I want to portray. So it's kind of nice sometimes when people come in with a specific vision and I can kind of figure out how my skills align and and also my vision because I'm good at like visualizing other people's visions, I guess. Yeah. Um, which has lended itself really well for the stuff I've been doing at Emporium because a lot of people will come in with an idea of what they what they want to create and sometimes the reality of what things look like when you actually like make a giant whatever the hell in the room like the reality of that isn't sometimes as impactful as people imagine and sometimes aspects of it are really impactful and like being able to sort of elaborate on those I'm, I'm in a similar situation with that when it comes to music uh, with with that over here uh, I'm actually going to be playing with you uh, you caught true. the you caught the hint I left yeah. the clues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be playing in Ed's band but I'm only going to be representing what he hears you know that if he physically can't be doing that and it's the same thing with you mm -hmm. you know you reach totally. out to other people you can't be doing everything at the same time but exactly. you have to make sure that your vision is prominent and exactly. it's there and your message is there so exactly. I, I totally get the collaborating I still have yet to figure out how <laughs> How's gonna work? Yeah, is that gonna be like improvisational? Like, are you just gonna be like nothing with no, me? No, no, just riffing no. over his beats or like? Yeah, it's gonna essentially be like that. Um, just power chords. Yeah, I mean, like, like collaborating with music for me has been fun because I get to like work with, uh, I mean, just other artists I respect, which is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, like you know, I've done stuff with producers that I'm a fan of already. Name drop them. Do it. So. I, no, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I've just, I've done tracks with producers that I've listened to for a while and things like that. And, you know, it's cool that it sort of leads to something like that. Um, in regards to the show, you know, I still have to send them things, but it's like, can you explain that show a little bit? Like what is yeah, the concept um, behind it? It's plenty ahead. So May 12th. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, it's, it's on May 12th uh, in Chicago, uh, Tonic Room, and... Essentially, I'm going to do, like, my first live band show uh, where it's just going to be me playing live like I normally do, but Pat's going to be doing, like, live guitar, and I have a friend, Colin, who's going to be drumming. Um, and whether it's going to be just kind of jamming things over the, th the songs as they exist or, I guess, you know, since it'd be easy for me to, like, remove drum layers, you right. know, and just have Colin do all the drumming or something like that. Um, but it'll be kind of cool. It'll be like an interesting way to sort of deconstruct and add to my normal live show a bit. That'll be interesting. Do something yeah. a little unique. And Pat, yeah. you are gonna what? Play guitar? Yeah, he's gonna play. Well, guitar. Well, that's that's yeah, that's the basis of it. But his, his music is like I might be rubbing two sticks with a rain stick. On yeah, top I mean, there's of all kinds of things, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, it's very. It, his stuff calls Steel for drums, textural dude. stuff. So, but. Also, too, I'm looking across the table, I'm looking at AJ, I'm looking at Ed, and I'm seeing a perfect combination of, like, here you have Stranger Things, where you walked in the entrance, yeah. and it had all these vines and trees, like, before you walk in, I'm like, well, that would be perfect for that Amami show. Yeah, that'd be super sweet. To have him build yeah. a forest around you. Actually, sure. uh, AJ was thinking about auditioning for uh, your live band. Um, That's true, yeah. He's oh very, yeah, you play. He's a really good musician on top of building sets. Okay, so you, you play something. Right? Um, yeah, what do you play again? Um, oh, yeah. The yeah. Roseanne, right? The Rose, the yeah, Roseanne. Yeah. I play the Roseanne. The harpsichord. Squeeze Roseanne. They've been telling me about this for months. <laughs> I've heard all about it. Why don't you? Why don't you um, give us a taste of that Roseanne, dude? The Roseanne riff. Hit us with the Roseanne. 
Nice, nice. So I don't, you know, I don't want to speak for for Ed, but you're hired. Um, you're in. You. You're in. Har- Harmonica Lewinsky. <laughs> nice. I've never heard that before. I like that. Sounds like a chill. No one literally producer. ever talks about harmonicas. So very under hey, the desk. Kind there, of well, the harmonica is like a crazy instrument because it actually it was in Chicago that like blues musicians figured out how to play the harmonica in such a way that. It was never intended to be played. Like all, like those notes, the what like underwater. Yeah, the the bent notes on a harmonica are yeah. created because there's a reed when you're blowing through, and there's a reed when you're inhaling through on the same hole, and you can actually get both of those reeds to vibrate simultaneously, and it creates like the note that's in between on the piano. Something. Um, are you self-taught? I am. I I actually. Uh, I was actually on uh, house arrest for a couple of years. I guess I can say that. <laughs> oh, but, um, I so I want to see those ankles. Make sure it's you're clear. The ankles off. clear right now. <laughs> right. But it was that was a that was a fun experience giving back the ankle monitor phone to. That's for a different cast. I like how I like how you were under house arrest and chose the most like jailhouse instrument you could possibly learn. Like yeah, I mean there was a few reasons for it. It was like old Andy Dufresne picked himself up a harmonica. <laughs> And I also like I was I was saying before like I I was always pretty musically inclined growing up and I kind of strayed away from it the more my parents were like oh wow he's playing on the piano by ear and stuff let's put him in lessons and then I was like I don't want to do these lessons you know like it kind of ruined it for me so I figured you know I'm sitting here not doing anything on house arrest I got to learn something and I know somebody who's like (laughs) really good at like every other instrument so I was like if I can just get real good at harmonica. Then I'm just like with, I can just jump in, you know, as opposed to like with what you do in uh, your your company, the Anarchotype. Uh huh. Anarchotype. Can Can you be taught that necessarily, or is that something that you kind of just you find that flow? You find you. you find um. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think I think like all art forms at the end of the day are kind of the same in that regard of like finding flow and like. Both, even even if you're like very technically assembling something, you have to sort of let it flow organically. So you have to have a balance of like letting things just come out of you, and also like the fact that you have to bottle that up and like create a, a piece out of it. Um, so I, I think that that is just something as an artist that like we understand whether it's whether you're painting or making music or building sets or environments or whatever. Um, that's. Yeah. What about you, Ed? Like, what's been like one of the most challenging, like, since you started? What, what? It seems like this this past year you've really found the groove. You've really found like the vision and kind of like how you want to represent yourself. Like, uh, what? How long did that take? Like, what did that take? I mean, Oof, it, it, it helps that you're the graphic designer for yourself. Yeah, it speeds things up a little bit. It's nice. Um, how much money do you owe yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> how many headaches have I given myself? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's just kind of something I started doing, uh, for fun, I guess. Like when I lived with my parents and I don't really remember what helped it. Like, I don't know if breakthrough is the right word, so to speak. It's probably a good thing if you don't remember. One of the things I had a question for you about was like, have you ever felt like something that you really cared about, like underwhelmed or wasn't received in the way that you hoped it would be? Uh, yeah, I mean, that hap- that happens all the time. Every, every project's, like, <laughs> in, personal, in obviously, but, yeah. like, is there, ever one, is there one that sticks out in your mind? I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but um, maybe you just talk about how it felt, how you dealt with it. 
that's something that I think a lot of upcoming artists and musicians deal with often. Yeah, I mean, I think like the re- rejection part of it kind of happens a lot. But, you know, I mean, there were like blogs or artists I reached out to that, you know, just weren't on board or, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had people tell me that just the music was crap in general, you know, and it's just kind of like some people are just like that, I guess, you know. Uh, can't please everybody. Uh, How do you deal with that kind of like, does it make you want to like come back stronger and like. Totally. You, or have you like uh, well, changed, or, you know, like. Yes and no. I mean, you know, obviously it makes me want to like push myself a little harder to uh, make sure everything is like, you know, every song is like on its A game. Right. But I also realize that, you know, some people just don't like my stuff. You, can't you know, it's not, yeah, it's not for everyone. Not and, enough bass drops. Yeah, there's not enough, like, party alarms and, <laughs> you know, it just, it happens. Uh, DJ Snake covers yeah, at a moment. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's enough stuff to fall asleep to. Yeah, I don't. I don't try and get discouraged. Really, you know that that's the hardest part. I mean, my fir- out of those twelve albums, the first, uh, you know, like eight, I kind of just whipped together myself and put online myself, and kind of just would spam people with Facebook messages, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, get blocked from Messenger for an hour because I thought I was a virus or something. Didn't you have, uh, you had one of your albums mastered here at that time, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, one of my last album was mastered here. Nice. That one sounded did, great. Yeah, Shout out, Joel. Really well. plan on doing Shout out, Fat Tongue. a little bit more, like, while you're doing your records, your, your future records, maybe doing, like, the recording process with, like, actually having a drum set mic'd up maybe for some songs? I think that'd be or, cool. Yeah, I mean, like, that's something I need in... to dabble in more, which is, again, you know, it's like, it's kind of crazy that something I kind of just started for fun as a little hobby, you know, now it's sort of like op- opening more doors, I guess, to experimenting in those ways. It's like your main job right now. Yeah, like currently it's, you know, I've somehow... And going back to your question about, you know, like what kind of like recently kicked it into high gear, it's like I got a booking agent recently, which has been nice. That helps. So, my manager is always working hard, but you know I, I have a couple people that literally just at this point help me like not be passive aggressive towards people trying to get me to play shows. You know, <laughs> oh, I, just, I know that. Yeah, things like that, yeah. uh, or you know, my booking agent like within two days of agreeing to work together, you know, he was already working on. I have like a ten day tour in April coming up yep. around nice. the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you know, and he was instantly on that, you know, so I think part of it nice. too is, uh, you're, you're starting to move out of Chicago. I mean, like you're literally moving to, yeah, Denver, I'm moving to Denver, like earlier on in your career, you were just playing like Chicago only pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's where it all started like with my live shows, which is, you know, kind of why it's crazy that, you know, through the grapevine, it somehow spread to other States, you know, and right. Uh, I didn't really just see that ever happening. I mean, when people do <laughs> when people do what they what they do naturally and without trying, it's pretty undeniable. You know, yeah. like, like it, it it'll work. It, it, and if it doesn't, it, you know, you either were doing something wrong or but it, you did what you did. You, it felt right, and look and look at it. Yeah, know? I feel super grateful that it's really even like gotten here. Um, you know, I've just I've met people where they're just like hyper focused on like like making it. You know, like they gotta just fucking make it. Yeah. And they'll just do whatever they can, or you know, buy plays and followers on the internet so they look mm-hmm. like they're a huge presence, and just weird things like that. Uh, 
It's just kind of weird. I, mean, I don't know. What did, what did, AJ, would you have ever thought that the Stranger Things pop-up would have been where it got to? Like, when you were well, building it, were you like, this no. is going to be the most viral pop-up in Chicago? Like, no, I mean, I well, it's the funny thing about that is we actually, that was actually, like, the pop-up that was just supposed to fill in time. Like, because we, we had just done Run the Jewels, and we had a big thing planned for Halloween, and we are like, all right, what are we going to do for this, like, weird chunk of time? And uh, we decided to do that, and... I, I, ne- I mean, none of us ever expected it to, to blow up like it did at all. But uh, I had a feeling when I, because I actually, I actually hadn't seen the show at that point. So I like started like watching <laughs> it. Good life. Let it be known. Oh, you mean Stranger Things? <laughs> Stranger right? Things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it, it and I, 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 that's sort of how I made it through. Like I was saying, I have, I'm good at like seeing other people's visions and knowing mm. how to like visualize that. So like I didn't read scripts ever in like college, but I would still like be able to design the whole set because like once you sort of understand storytelling a little bit and stuff, you like start to see patterns the and imagery, things. Yeah. But so I that that um, concept of like the upside down living room on top of a mirror, so you're actually seeing a mirror reflection of the room upright. You know, like as soon as I, as soon as that like came to me, I, like, I don't know if you ever had just like an idea that was just like so good that you start like kind of laughing to yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. Like so for like the I'm week leading up, maniacal brilliance. Yeah, right. Like this like evil laughter. Like I was just like for that whole week, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be so ridiculous. I'm like, they don't even realize how crazy yeah. this thing's gonna be. Yeah. And like we pulled it off, and like everything looked like I wanted it to up there, and like we put like an inflatable couch that we upholstered, so it looked like a real couch upside nice. down, and. Real armchairs upside down. I meant to ask about that. I was like, that's not a real couch. There's no way. Yeah, people wouldn't stand under that couch. Yeah. It was so funny to me. It would be a crowded <laughs> bar, and there would be, like, I a didn't. pocket of people under the couch. Not <laughs> where nobody was standing, and I'm like, it's up there with zip ties, guys. It's, like, it's inflatable. They're like, you go under it. You're like, you. Well, and it's, it's just really cool when people think the random shit you do is neat, you know? like It's a best reminder to yourself. To, yeah, to, it's to, just, you know, like, <laughs> you just picture and build crazy things that you saw in your head and people think it's cool looking you know and i just make weird sounds and it's like super <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's, it's very flattering well it's, it's, brought, that it's people brought me to both your it. lives yeah, so. like, but it's it's, ra- it's rare that with scenery that people like notice it i guess that's mm-hmm. like what was weird to me about it was like people were taking to the environment like it was like mm-hmm this big thing there and like normally it's like if you design a set for like a broadway show it's like mm-hmm. only people that actually like do theater even think about the fact that like somebody actually like you know unless there's a bunch of moving parts or something but it's right, like if, yeah. if it's like a living room set or something you're not like wow that door was like just perfectly placed or whatever so you know like that's more like you were saying like bringing bringing this sort of environmental art into places where it's not normally mm-hmm. and that's something that like an archetype is sort of the ideology behind that is you know archetypes are obviously they're like these I almost think of it like the language that we as artists have to communicate with people. Everybody understands archetypes. It's like a visual what, shorthand. Yeah, sort of. So like, it, like if you can use archetypes that people are comfortable with to draw in the masses, and like people that don't normally go out to see art, and people that don't normally like think about the world beyond their little like cubbyhole, mm-hmm. um, those are the people that we really need to be reaching as artists. I think and like. It's one thing to like do really groundbreaking art in like a DIY spot that's full of other artists who are on that same level, but like if you can sneak those like artistic things into like mainstream environments where people aren't used to seeing it, that's how you actually get people to 
consciously start to think differently. And in my opinion, that's how you like change the way the collective conscious is thinking. Because the people that are stuck in that loop, they don't. It's not that they're stupid. It's that they don't want to think about the world further. So mm-hmm. you have to kind of trick those people to think further. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, a lot like, of people yeah. don't like to be challenged. Mm-mm. It's like I worked all day. They I made it. They made a choice. You know, it's like. It's like, it's not that people are stupid that they can't get it. It's everybody reaches an age where you make a choice as to whether you want to think about the world further. Some people make that choice when they're 18. Some people make it when they're 32, whatever, you know, like, but the further you've gone from making that choice, you know, like the harder it is to like, uh, I'll tell get you those people. personally, yeah. I am 30 now and I'm like, you old I, piece of shit. I'm like, I don't want to go out to a bar really, you know, but, but yeah. that made Play it the easier. That made it easier. Cause it was like, well, I'm at a bar. I get that. But I right. also am like seeing amazing and work. The, and there are other people there that, that went there for that reason. So totally. it was kind of, it was like a gallery show, but really it wasn't. And the thing that I, that I used to do that sort of got my brain into that and sort of, uh, you know, like, how I was breaking through to people that way was called, it was Soul Masterpiece were these events that I used to throw before I like I said I was on that house arrest for two years I got like One, you you built a couch whatever. that fell on somebody yeah the couch well that was a <laughs> different incident but yeah that's what involuntary um, couch slaughter no I mean you know I was I used to like do stuff do stuff and like <laughs> provide for the community with my yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistakes, <laughs> mistakes were made mistakes were made mistakes were made. Um, and twice, real bad twice. And then I was like on probation from the <laughs> old, first old one. Andy and they Dufresne like... was making mistakes. <laughs> so, but, you know, and whatever. But I had just gotten the space actually to start. That Soul Masterpiece was really like, you know, in my like, I felt like I got like ended because I was actually like creating a big ripple in, in the community. It, it was essentially a uh, interactive painting party. So like I would just give people painting jumpsuits. And I would, like, lay out, like, really high-quality paint. Like, oh, people don't, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of why a museum-quality painting looks so good is because they use, like, hundreds of dollars worth of paint in right. it. Yeah. It's really expensive. So it was, like, a water-based oil paint, and I'd put colors next to each other that would look good no matter what you did, you know, because a blank canvas is terrifying. You know? right. like, even for artists, they don't want to touch a blank canvas. That's okay. But, and then we would have, like, improvised, like, funk, hip-hop, soul music. So... If you don't want to dance, you just like push your hands through the paint. Yo, and let's throw some more of those parties. Well, I, I, yeah, no, I mean that's that's sort of the hope. Like I said, we had just gotten. Can I mommy play? We had just gotten the space. Absolutely. I play covered in paint. Away, dog. Sweet. Um, I'll come back. My, my partner in that, back. his name was Dirty MF. He's like a Grammy-nominated uh, freestyle MC. So he like okay. he used to freestyle with Liquid Soul back in the day. Um, in Chicago, they were like an acid jazz band that sort of nice. revolutionized. I'm familiar, familiar, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they were. They were. He got to play like the presidential inaugural ball with Bill Clinton, and like he was like cool. he was doing like big shows. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's wow. kind of crazy. <laughs> awesome. Um, Old Slick Willie himself. <laughs> yeah. you, you keep it up. You keep it up, man. Someday I'll be playing with Slick Willie. Someday. <laughs> Go finish those fries. Go finish those fries. But, but yeah, no, we we had just gotten our space, and then I got like raided by the cops and for um, the community stuff. For the community, community building, garden, and uh, put an end to that. And it's been like, <laughs> it's it's been, like three years so you, since we've done one of those. So, so now, what what are the next like? What's the next one or two things that you have coming up for the people? Yeah, actually, can I can I add to that question? You can actually because I was gonna ask something similar. You very what what he asked, but also like, what is your next big? Um, like, what would you like to do? Like, let's assume 
let's assume everything's great with, you know, pop-ups at Emporium. Yeah. I'm sure they're wonderful, but, like, if you could go do anything you wanted. Have you ever thought about that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I... Like a replica of Mount Rushmore? Or <laughs> <Right>. Something? <laughs> Just because. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think in a lot of ways my ideal thing would be very similar to what's happening at Emporium right now. Just, like, more direct to, like, my vision of what, like, an interactive, like, similar to, like, what, like, a Meow Wolf or something is, if, if okay. you know a Meow Wolf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yes. Yeah, I always of, wondered who, who, like, funds that stuff. Like, what, how? That one I heard is actually funded by the guy who created Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Well, no big deal then. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No big deal. Right. Find a millionaire. Um, right, right. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt that. And, I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's part of the changing environment that, that we're in the middle of so, something that i feel i'm like doing right now with the pop-up is actually like creating a lot of jobs for artists because as this sort of like environmental thing becomes more popular i mean we've already been seeing like places doing their own po- different pop-ups there's like the saved by the bell one too yep. that was sort of the uh, was that, the same? that was before us yeah, yeah okay I think, but, it was, yeah. but that's just um, like a recreation yeah, and like I think in like ten years or something, it's gonna be like you can't have a business if you no. don't have like some crazy environmental art happening inside of it, and that's an amazing thing because there's a lot of artists that need to be getting that type of work, and like yeah, you know. and that's that's nice because it's almost like um, it's it's creating like a, a bread and butter kind of like income stream for totally. a lot of artists that they wouldn't have normally because totally. everybody can't like find a rich patron or go work for the pope. Right. Or, uh, you know, sell their music to well, also, United too, Airlines or whatever. Like, like, you have a whole album, and, and it's like, maybe I don't like track one, two, or three, but I love four and five. And it's like, maybe I don't like the Stranger Things pop-up, but I like the next one that right. he does. So it's nice to totally. be able to express. You know, I don't play with dolls, dude. <laughs> don't I'm not going to dollhouse. You will. I'm not going. <laughs> you will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> Just give me um, a chance. No, and, and something about the ex, the exclusivity of it, I think, is good, too, because it's like, if you hear of a, like, a hot new club that opened, like, you're like, oh, I'll go and, I'll go next month, I'll go the month after, you can, like, keep procrastinating on it, but the fact that they're just there for a set amount of time, and it's like, if yeah. you miss it, it's gone. Yep. Um, I think there's something cool about that. Um would it be would it be fun for you to do something? Maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but <laughs> I, I I thought like one thing that I think would be neat would be to like create something experiential like what you do, but something that's like wholly original, like not to knock anything that you've done at all, but like yeah. something that's not just based on nostalgia for something else. Absolutely, you absolutely, know? totally, and that, and I mean that plays into that that idea of what what the anarchotype like uh, sort yeah. of tricking people in that way and I, I think that's something that like even stranger things does really well and like movies like you know like that's why like the matrix was so good because it's like it appealed to the masses but it also like had a deeper meaning that every even if you didn't know what the me- deeper meaning was you at least sort of like started to think oh there's something deeper yeah, going yeah. on here and then at that point you're actually like not involved in the secret you know like if somebody else knows what's going on you're like oh well i want to i want to know like what those people are seeing it actually like challenges people um so i don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with it as long as as long as you can have that uh deeper meaning hidden yeah. in there somewhere yeah. you know it, having that as a means to lure people in is fine um but you know stuff that's completely original is possible to you should uh you should try and get some stuff built at electric <coughs> forest or something like uh one of those big totally 
festivals, festivals are weird because like yeah they are festivals they always want like a million things but like they like to pay with like tickets and stuff like that yeah. which is great you know like i love going to festivals and i love tickets to festivals but i'm like <laughs> exposure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, i don't I've need your exposure done a lot of work for exposure for a lot of years Same. so like and it's it's I'm a tired real of exposing thing. myself it's, like, it's tired of exposing myself exactly <laughs> but is it that is, how you got in house arrest too much exposure <laughs> right, right. No, but there, there is something Near cool schools. about, like, you know, like, when you initially start, because you might know that, you know, like, for me, it was, like, I always knew that I could build scenery and make these environments. I always knew it was possible, but at a certain point, that's, that stuff costs money, you yeah, know, like, it's hundreds yeah. of dollars in materials, so mm -hmm. just the fact if somebody's willing to, like, foot the bill of materials just so that you can, like, actually build the thing and take a picture of it and be like, see, like, I can actually do right. this, like, that's a beautiful thing, like, you don't have to be making money off of it every time, you just... Just the fact that the idea it's is being thing, produced yeah. is is enough to to start, you know. But once you have enough of those pictures, like so, yeah. all this all this serious deep talk, I, I wanna I wanna just bring it to real quick. How do you turn off? What is the one thing that helps Ooh. you turn off? Do you Absolutely. like playing video games? <laughs> oh, I know like, I know the answer for Adam. Do you like yeah. like like what what helps someone with a mind like you guys like just turn off and not like for one hour X xbox for me usually for me, gamer yeah. kid. i just well, I, I like watching like really dumb comedy show you know like people like to watch like really like heavy drama shows and stuff like oh, that i just stuff. i just love watching like like i just rewatched all of like parks and rec because it's just like nice. simple and like <laughs> you don't have to like think about much and like it's funny and like, i just rewatched so uh, beer fest that movie holds up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Have you seen Beer Fest? It's great. Years ago. Yeah, years Bro, ago. do yourself a favor. Rewatch it. <laughs> All right. Rewatch it. Yeah. What is it, Grandpapa? I always sleep better with some sausage, Jimmy. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> What is but, it, Popo? What is it, Popo? Popo? Yeah, I know. But no, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a real, that's a real thing, though. Like, the, not shutting your brain off. And that's something that I try to convey at, like, the at Emporium. You know, they'll be like, because I'm, you know, getting paid now like a salary type thing and so it's like they, they expect certain hours out of that but also uh. it's like as a not not like set hours but in in like the regimented like normal deadlines bar yeah. managing like mind it's like you know like you don't understand that like as an artist you never stop working right. it's like true if, you if, have you're, to. if you're thinking about if you really are passionate about that project really a like, deadline yeah deadlines like, like forcing somebody to like stop working right right like, and uh, yeah quit iterating I mean, just done we're done deadlines are fine but it's just like you know, like my, my mind is always thinking about the projects. What about, and, and you said you just you you straight up Xbox gamer. You like uh, I mean, the no, there's more. There's I know his whole ritual. No, I do a lot of things. I, I've got a handful of things. I mean, I do a lot of. Uh, I like watching movies a lot too. I know you love your dogs. And like, and da yeah, my dogs it's for just, sure. That takes up a lot of your time. Uh, yeah, right? dogs, dogs take are very time consuming. Uh, Especially one the size of yours. I like watching a lot of documentaries and stuff too. I do awesome. that a lot. Um, and Xbox, you know, smoke a little weed, play a little Xbox, smoke a little weed and do anything. But <laughs> well, you're about to move to Denver, like you mentioned. So you yeah, got any, you got any grand plans? Are you gonna go hiking? Are you gonna go uh, catch, uh, yeah. catch Bigfoot? What I mean, I would hope to. I'm hoping to do a lot more hiking. Um, a lot of my friends out there that live out there right now hike like every weekend and stuff. Yeah. So, but I mean, the dogs and all that, getting married, all of that stuff helps, of course, yeah. pull me away from. Raging face, but yeah, I mean, I have shows a lot, and then I'll just like go home. No, you figured it out. You no after parties. You usually get paid anymore. to come to a party now. 
Yeah. You don't just yeah. go to a party and spend yeah. money. You get paid. Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And he, You've arrived. And he kind of mellows it out a little bit, too. Like, everyone chill out. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, feel some feelings. Oh, Edamame's here. Let's go have a smoke. <laughs> Let's all just relax. <laughs> my manager sends me videos of his kids sleeping, like, in the car to my music all the time. Oh, so, I love it. I yeah. slept to it. Zonking the kids out. 100% I've fallen asleep to your music. Edamame for zonking out babies. Yeah. Now kids, six. Release like like, a lullaby album. This is every album already, apparently. Yeah, good All point. right, one, one more goofy question for me, just to just to get a little bit more of your guys' goofy personalities, because you guys are very very talented, but you're also two of the funniest people that I know. <laughs> if you had a never ending roll of duct tape, what would you do with it? <laughs> never ending roll, like a giant wallet. Uh, surely a suit of armor. All right, suit and there's your answer. <laughs> See what I mean? They know exactly what they or want. Or I would tape someone to my back and order a pizza. All right, I've hold done on that one. Let's let's uh, tell Actually, the story. You know a cool thing you could do with duct tape? Yeah, Sorry. go. No, go. See, already his brain. This is good. A, yeah. a duct tape double, they call it. So you can actually make a, a dummy of yourself, essentially. If you like, you just wear like like a tight fitting like clothes. A yeah, and you wrap yourself in duct tape, and you can actually like cut the duct like, tape slit mold the back off, open. and then rewrap where you cut with duct tape, and like stuff it, and you'll have like an exact replica of your body <laughs> nice. made of duct tape. In uh, in high school, I actually built a pair of pants out of duct tape. I remember those. You remember those? Sure. It yeah. took nice. it took a lot. They were very hot. They didn't breathe. I had a uh, old old jeans that I cut the legs off of, so I had like the crotch and waist area to like build off of, and I built the right. legs down. Nice. And uh, yeah, I was a weird kid in high school wearing duct tape pants I, and trench would, coats and shit. So like I, I was not over the Grand Canyon. That'd be pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. Like a rope yeah. bridge kind of. Or? Of or course, it's duct tape. It's the strongest thing there is. <laughs> It'd be endless, tape, so you could just make it so thick. You make it like endless. fucking ten feet thick. Ed, since since tape. you're about to move uh, to Denver and we're never gonna talk to you again, um, <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you do the listeners a solid and tell them the story of your the way you used to fuck with the pizza guy, <laughs> it was, uh, like all. The duck, I mean, like a general one, Like the duct tape is my excuse. Uh, <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's a I good was... one, but the other one is good with the candles and everything else. I mean, like, when just... I was in middle school <laughs> and uh, like pretty much going into like freshman, you're probably a little bit beyond freshman year, honestly, uh, of high school. It was like 2002. <clears throat> I don't even 2001. remember. Yeah, something like that. Early 2000s. Uh, my friends and I were, like, really, I mean, I still think it's all hilarious, but we were really into, like, Jackass and, like, CKY and all those videos where it was, like, skateboarding plus, like, poop humor yeah, and, and, like, pranking and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. jumping off things. So we did a lot of that, and uh, a friend of mine, Dustin Perna, uh, just we used to order pizzas because we were younger. And from the same was, place. Yeah, from the same, same like, Pizza Hut or whatever, but it was always the same delivery dude. And I don't know if it's just because they had, like, not that many employees or if we always just happened to order, like, Saturday nights or something. I don't know. But so we just got in the habit of, like, fucking with the pizza guy. And, like, there was a time that the pizza guy came and we were all just naked. <laughs> but, like, but like like strategically, like, blocked. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We weren't like just, in like... in the living room, just naked? Yeah, like, you <laughs> like know, like, yeah, like, like, he answered the door with just, like, a guitar in front of his <laughs> unit, you know, and, like, grabbed the pizza and shut the door. And I was, like... uh there was like a book, like a plant or something in front of my my junk, and I was like squatting, looking through a telescope <laughs> out the front window, just <laughs> things like that. Uh, That's um, so good. One time we, yeah, one time we taped my friend Brett to my back, and I like grabbed the pizza and just ah, turned around and he handed him yeah, the money. There you go, bring it all around. Yeah. And uh, you know, then we just the shut money. the door and just weird. Did weird the ceremony like that. one? That was the oh, best. Oh yeah, that was probably the best. That's one. the best yeah. one. 
With blood sacrifice. No, we had we had all the lights off in the house, so it was like pitch black, and then the doorbell rang, and then we had lit like little teacup candles, <laughs> kind of leading up to the door. Oh, so God. when you when you'd open the main like front door, there was kind of like a storm door that like an all glass storm door, <laughs> and so you could see the candles leading, and then <laughs> four friends carried me like in a chair. <laughs> To the front door and, and place me down at the front door and open it. And I'm like, who dares disturb the ceremony? And then we like took the pizza from him and just, oh, yeah, weird, weird shit like that. Was he oh, like, man, I so think it, I think deep down he was probably excited to learn that yeah, he had he, to take yeah. the pizza. I think he loved it. I remember him being like kind of older, like an, like an older guy. That so was, it was probably was amusing for him. I mean, we grew up in sort of a semi-quiet That's suburb, amazing. so... <laughs> I'm sure, it's mildly exciting. Do you have any uh, funny, funny stories for the post goodbye? <laughs> Anything about poop and beer? Oh, beer oh nude? actually, I do. So this this one, people don't normally believe me when I say this happened to me, but this was the day I knew my life was a joke. Also, mention your jacket. Um, oh, I you almost forgot. <laughs> oh. Almost forgot. We'll close it. We'll close it. Yeah. Well, so wait, hold on. This is real though. I I was in a gorilla suit when I was a freshman in college, and I was walking down the street. Not and I was with my questions. I was with my friends who were also in gorilla suits, and I <laughs> I slipped. On a freaking banana peel. <laughs> no, I you did not. I swear to God. Oh. I, I swear to God. I felt myself slip, and I was thinking in my head, like, you know, it would be kind of funny if it was a banana peel. Like, and it was. And I turned around, and there was a smashed banana peel on my shit. foot. And all of a sudden, you have a whole zoo with, like, the, the trying to, like, <laughs> yeah, catch yeah. them and bring them back what, in. Yeah. What? Why the fuck? Never mind. I don't want to know why you were all in gorilla suits. <laughs> Um, well, oh, real quick, we, yeah, yeah, we forgot to mention, AJ oh. over here, uh, you have an article of clothing that should be in a museum somewhere. Yeah, he, he dressed up to impress me for our date, <laughs> I mean, I, and it worked, it, it really worked. Why don't, we, why don't we tell the people what you, what clothes you're wearing <laughs> right now? Oh, man. It's pretty a, a, unbelievable here. Um, I'll be back in a minute. This is my favorite jacket that I wear all the time, and it's, uh, it was in Gone in 60 Seconds, worn by... The great vampire Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he never ages, but like he for real, it's like Civil actually Nicolas Cage's yeah, yeah, jacket. We all, we all made, but it's, it's made him actually his jacket. It's actually right? his jacket from. Is, did he seconds. sign it? No, I, I mean his like. Does it smell his like name him? Is in <laughs> he, they called him Hero on set, I guess, and it's like. I call him Hero in life. And in life, well, yeah, I mean, he just is, you know. The hero so, the so that that's pretty amazing. You have Nicholas. And it, and it's it's funny that <laughs> like in the last. In the last like few, in the last like year or two, I feel like Nicolas Cage has gotten like more of like a uh, weird like cult like <laughs> following to him. I don't really know what it is. Did but... you see when he went to like uh, I think it was like Kazakhstan or something recently? <laughs> I forgot. Maybe it wasn't. I, th- I don't know. It was some country out that way. But he got to meet like like the prime minister of that country or something. There's all these photos of him in like full <laughs> oh native, native garb, oh, like like no. fur. Like some like fur suit and hat, dude. His life is. We yeah. all we all it's wish we were Nicolas Cage. <laughs> right. Don't pretend otherwise. Oh, yeah. He takes yeah. shitty movies because he needs to pay for his comic book collection. Nah, but if you go on YouTube, you can look it up. There's some video where it's like this long video argument about how secretly he might be like the greatest actor of all time because he can do like anything. I would uh, like to be just convinced. watch it. You yeah, you just watch it. Maybe, right? yeah, I'm being kind of like maybe we'll maybe maybe we'll post that up with the old podcast. <laughs> yeah. here. Link that see. there. Link that. <laughs> yeah, well that'll be in the show notes. Just kidding. Um, well, look, I wanted to I wanted to thank both you guys for coming out, especially you. Evan, you're really busy and you're about to move away. Yes. I'm mostly um, getting over a cold as well. Yeah, kind of. And you ate Chipotle right before you came. I literally here. ate Chipotle. You have right every reason to be in bed. At right like seven thirty, I was yeah, at Chipotle. I'm feeling terrible um, for you. But we're all gonna miss you when you move away. Chicago will miss you. I'll miss you guys. Um, too. We're all gonna have to pay to hang out with you when you come back. What's <laughs> that show in Tonic Room? Uh, May seventeenth, Tonic Room at a Mom and Lab with Patrick. Okay. Come check it out. 
I'll see you there. There's gonna be a lot of crazy um, shit. Yeah, so thanks for coming out, Ed. Yeah, thanks for being my Bubba and uh, AJ. Yeah, AJ, thank, thank you, you so well. much for coming yeah, out. Anything you, you want to plug before we, we head out? Um, I don't think so. I mean, just... Uh, how about your website? Like, how do people look up what you do? Uh, inst- Instagram is a pretty good option. It's uh, anarchotype is A-N-A-R-C-H-I... T-Y-P-E. You had to think about it there for a second. I, How did I, I, I got lost in the spelling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, beatsbyedamame.com is... Edamame is Beats. Edamame Beats. Edamame Beats.com. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Spotify and Pandora and all that. Um, Jazz. Oh. I wanted to uh, thank our delightful producers. Uh, thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Joel. Thank and you, thank you, Fat Tongue. And thank you, co-host, Pat. Now, You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. I know normally we exit with flaming osis, uh, rightfully so, but I think this time, AJ. I don't even know if that's the beat for it. <laughs> we're just yeah! like making. It... And we're ripping and a ripping. <laughs> Ribbon on a robin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. That was fun. Oh, <laughs>